sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea and a biscuit, and prepare yourself for the latest episode of the Game Punches podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Game Punchers, episode 142 for Friday the 16th of October 2015. Game Punchers is the most regressive and ponderous video game podcast on the internet. I'm John. And my name is Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello, John. Well, get two of us again this week. I don't know where the others are. <laughs> uh, Steve is, I think, still learning things. Or training or something. Yeah, I guess he is. He did send us a pic of something of some contraption he's learning about. He sounded like he was really enjoying it. <laughs> with with good old Steve sarcasm. Yes. Um, and then Fish, he's been busy with his job. I'm going to go with, that's probably what it is. He must he be busy. Last, yeah, mentioned, what he mentioned last episode, that it's been a while since he's had a job with this many hours. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, you've done kind well. You're listening to the episodes. That's good. Listen, yeah, do my homework. Doesn't mean I finished the episode. <laughs> no, that's all right. Like, <laughs> all it means is I've heard the first three minutes. <laughs> first three minutes and then just blag the rest, as they say. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm good with that. No, I'm a little more than that into it, but I didn't finish it yet. But but yeah, so it's been it's been uh, a few weeks for myself, only a week for you. Steve is uh, down to special guest star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like on the, right, it's like on, yeah. it, He's at the status where when the credits roll, at the end of it, it's like, and featuring Stephen Pendleberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's, if we were an IMDB listing, he'd I'm be not dro- far behind dropping him, down, right? With all the, no- I'll have to do an episode count soon. I'm, I'm catching up for sure over time. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. So how's it been? How's your, how have your weeks been? Uh, my weeks have been all right. We finally have joined... I think we had the, officially the first day of fall was this week. And it certainly has felt that way now. My heating's on and and we're going full swing. We're now starting to go out for walks, you know, those autumn walks and seeing the trees change color and stuff like that. So it feels like autumn. So that's pretty good. I don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's a good season. Here. Yeah, for sure. Good weather. Cool vibe. Yep, yep. So that's good. Um, I did have a... Uh, a a couple of things noted down for the your week's been all right actually before i go on to my points yeah yeah it's just been it's been busy a lot of uh a lot of work stuff but not too bad nonetheless yeah so i am i am expecting a steam controller to arrive tomorrow uh okay well that's on my my uh my notes here so we could jump into that one if you want to start with that one um i had a note down here that's because i just reading stuff today about steam controllers and steam machines and so yes you have 
a Steam controller coming. Yeah, I thought it would be here by now <laughs> because uh, was it early last week? It was like label created, and then it was like you know estimated to arrive on Thursday last week, and then Thursday it still said label created. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think for the because I got it in that early wave to get it early. You know that they had that small window where you can, if you ordered it, you you can get it early and kind of. Oh, see, so because the official date is November tenth, I think. Yes. Yep. So there's that wave where essentially it's almost like you're you're kind of a beta tester for the first, you know, couple weeks. Okay. Because um, they want you to give feedback, and even whatever feedback you do, they're going to make changes before it releases. <laughs> Apparently, right. I just got that email today. Um, I'm like, does that mean I'm going to have a broken controller? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it's all like uh, a software stuff that they're going to work with. But um, yes, yeah, so that should arrive tomorrow now because it actually is shipped. Um, so it'd be cool to check out. So you are actually tracking it online? Yep. Yeah, it did ship. Are you excited? The label, it's gone beyond label created and it says in transit. Okay, that's good. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's, you know, uh, obviously I run a Mac and... Um, you know, the Xbox controllers, it was more of a, a hack way to get them on there for the 360. And I don't know if there's a way to get the Xbox ones on there. I don't know if they work with that old wireless dongle. Um, but there used to be like a, a little utility you could put on your Mac that would allow that dongle to work. I used it with the 360 one last time. but Yeah, I don't think but, those new dongles will work with the new Xbox One controllers. Right, there's probably going to be something different. Yeah, I think there's a new all, one but, coming or something. And they also really weren't meant to work with Macs either. It was more of a workaround, so... Um, that was kind of a no-brainer to to jump in on something that's actually meant to work with it, um, and obviously intriguing, you know, with the different control scheme, you know, more of that embedded joystick, right? Um, and extra, you know, there's buttons on the back, and just curious to see how that pans out. Yeah, but, I was um, I was looking at it today, and I was because they're still selling it on EB Games up here, and up here we're sixty dollars, which isn't a bad price really, and you get a f- copy of Rocket League with it. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a $20 game anyway. It's not bad. Yeah, I, got, to... I think I got Rocket League and one other thing. They gave us two things. Yeah, there's something else, I think. But Rocket League was the one I was looking at. So Yeah, the best part is Rocket League's PC only. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's tempting, but I'm going to have... I just... No, not right now. I'm they gonna, did say they're the going to develop it for, for Mac, though. They're going to com- um, eventually work on it for Mac. So Oh, I don't doubt it for a second. They'll be busy with that. Because I'll be yep. getting ready to put that on Xbox One at some point. Yep. Yeah, it was more of a timed exclusive thing, I think. Right. Like they do these days. So that's good. And then I was also looking, somebody was reviewing, the, they've had a first look at a Steam machine from Alienware. Okay. So, so that sounded nothing surprising. I think the review was basically saying, in terms of a form factor, it's a very nice little little machine, size of a Wii U. It's got sort of a couple of USB ports at the front, a couple at the back, and a, and a I think a, a recessed USB port underneath to put the Steam controller dongle in there. Oh, okay. Um, and it's going to, I think it's not going to, you know, break any records in terms of its power, but uh, I don't know. I think it's just, you know, the problem is what it seemed to be, people reviewing it, for people who know PCs and build PCs and things like that. And so it's not going to live up to any hype. It's already been an off-the-shelf PC, I think, gets looked down at by people. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've kind of gone cold on the whole Steam Machine thing. When they first talked about it, I, I thought it was a great idea, and I was, I was kind of 
you know, considering it. But now that we're into the current gen of the consoles and everything, it's it's more like cool. I can play PC games on my TV. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've kind of gone cold on it a little bit, and for the price point too, it's you know, I if I had that money, I would probably just get a PS4 instead of the Steam machine. You know, yeah. get the other console I don't have. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So I yeah. don't know. Hmm. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, well, we'll let other people test drive and see where they go. Or if... I mean, I still think it's a good idea. Just for me, it's the idea of it has kind of gone cold. I agree. I agree. I think we're going to have to wait and see. So anyway, that's coming. Because so I'd sort of forgotten that all that was on the horizon. So that's pretty neat that that's coming. Um, yeah. And good news uh, that you... Uh, I, I did a... I, did a total reset on my iPad this week. That was probably the big thing I've done in terms of technology. Um, for you, you know for shame that I had jailbroken my iPad. Well, I, <laughs> I was probably paying for it. Nothing was running properly. Things were crashing all over the place. It was just it finally turned into a big mess. Um, so I decided to re- reboot from fresh. So it's like I have a new iPad, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, everything's running Good choice. Uh, very nice. <laughs> um, so that's good. Uh, and I was very busy this week on a podcasting trifecta. I did the podcast on Saturday with Fish. And then on straight afterwards, I did the Overseas Connection. And then the Veteran Gamers had their 300th show on Sunday. So they had guests on. So I managed to, oh, to, nice. to sneak on that. So I was podcasted out by the time Sunday came. Um so, but it was a good week. And so, now it's Thursday. And now it's Thursday. <laughs> we didn't get to Wednesday again, but we've managed to sneak one in on, on Thursday. So that's good. That works. And then uh, I did put together a, a top 10. And then I've just had a, a thought. Did you own a PlayStation 2? Uh, PS2, yeah. That was the last one I ever, last position I had. Okay, well, then we can go through never this. never had a PS3. No, we can go through this list and we'll, we'll see what you make of this list. So this was the top 10 games. Let's see what the- I remember. For the PlayStation, <laughs> well, yeah. See what you see what you remember. Top ten games for the PlayStation Two. Okay. Uh, here we go. Number ten, God of War. Hmm. Hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a good game. Uh, number nine, <laughs> Resident Evil Four. Yeah, Resident Evil games are a good time on there. Resident Evil Four was just brilliant. Uh, number eight, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yep. Actually, it's funny because that's the last Grand Theft Auto I played until five. Okay, um, I didn't. I think I might have played a little bit of Vice City, but not much. I'm not really a GTAB fan. Um, number seven, Final Fantasy Ten. Yeah, never got into the Final Fantasy games though. That's kind of the one of those uh, one of those IPs I never got into. Final Fantasy Ten. I remember playing it for a bit. I think I can see why it's quite high on the list for people. I never stuck at it, but um, it seemed to be very appealing in the way it was done and characters it had. And, the voice acting and things like that. So that's fair enough. Cool. This one I reckon you must have played. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is at number six. Yep. Good I never deal. I never played it. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, for its time, it was good. Okay. Uh, and number five, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Or as they say, I can't or as they do sing. It. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not we'll, today. We'll get we'll get Steve to do it a couple times next time he's on. Yeah, for sure he can make up for it. One of my, I mean, just a brilliant game. I have no problems with that high up on the list. Okay, at number five, uh, GTAV San Andreas. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I never played that one. Yeah, okay, right. So that sort of skips us both by. Now, now I have a real issue here with three to one. At number three, Kingdom Hearts. No, never got into it. No? Nope. I played it, but I can't say I think it deserves to be number three of the top all top PS2 games. I think that's crazy. Um, number two, Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Great game. Did you play it? Um, A little bit. I don't remember actually the whole thing, though. It's a phenomenal game. It definitely deserves to be yeah. in the top ten. I'm so- oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely revered. Yeah, I'm not sure whether two. I'm not sure on that one. Mm-hmm. And number one, Kingdom Hearts 2. That's weird. Yeah, this list why would is you put them? Why, would, why don't you just pick the best one and leave it on there and not... I don't it just know. seems weird to have Kingdom Hearts yeah, well, at one and there's three. There's also two Grand Theft Autos on there too. That was a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. Tristan Cooper, who wrote this list for Dorkley, has got it all wrong. Yeah. Big time, right at the end. Um, so yeah, I don't know. As John C, there's a oh, they're brilliant. After this, there's comments. Um, one of the first comments is my top twenty-five would look nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much sums it up for me. Oh well, yeah. There's a list. We're not doing too well with the lists. I think we, if I remember correctly, Fish's list last week uh, started strong and ended bad. A lot of yeah, these I, lists. I feel like for a top ten, if you're gonna, I mean, there's two Grand Theft Auto games on there, and there was two Kingdom Hearts. I would just picked which one I thought was better and leave the other one off the list. I feel like it's just kind of weird to clog it up with, you know, sequels, multiple multiple iterations of a game yeah and it's just it smacks of fandom has got into that and poisoned it somehow yeah uh, but that's okay i would mario, do the same mario 2 <laughs> mario brothers 3 yeah just fill the whole thing up precisely so uh there you go small list just to get us going there it is that is a list so uh video games what are you playing okay well i haven't really progressed much beyond what i've I've uh, been playing for the last couple of weeks. Um, more Dying Light, which I think you've played. Yep. Yeah, I got to get back into it. It's um, I don't know how far I am, but um, I mean, I enjoy it. It's just that you know, something new comes out, you start playing that. Yeah. Well, this but... is my go-to game on the PS4, right? and the PS4 is separate away from everything else. So if I'm Okay. In my room with the PS4, then I'm really only concentrating on one game at a time, which is very good. Now, you um, said, was it on Twitter or something? You said something about um, you got annoyed with something in it and then crawled back 15 minutes later. Like a disgraced dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This game is really good, right? This game is oh, really good. it was the climbing. Good. It was the climbing. It's right? the climbing, yeah. I had one mission where you have to go up the second tower. Right, and you have to do this jumping and climbing, and it's not in and Steve's favorite word. It's not telegraphed very well mm-hmm. on where you where the handholds are, and I hadn't really got to grips with oh grips. See what I did there? Oh, look at that! Yeah, I hadn't really got to grips <laughs> with the grabbing of walls and things, but I figured it out now that if you press if you tap R one as you're falling, you'll grab something. You know, your chances of you grabbing a, a handhold are much better. But still, yep. I must have done this tower like 10, 20 times. It was just driving me insane. Finally did it. Well, I just had to watch a walkthrough, but I finally did it. And then there was a second part where you have to go up this massive bridge. Like it's, re- it's really high. There's a bit, you know, two major parts of climbing to get up to, to get these UV bulbs. I don't know if you got that far. 
Uh, I don't know. It's been a little bit. Um, I don't think so. I don't remember climbing a massive bridge. Yeah, you'd remember it. And you have to go through all these UV bulbs at the top of the top of this bridge and find the ones that are working. Which is the other thing that comes to you on this game. I mean, really is. It's bitch quest, isn't it? 2015. Yeah. You know, go do this for me. Go do that. Um, but anyway, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, and that one was climbing again. I was dying and falling down and I, I was just fuming, fuming and threw it down. But I I put my control it off and I walked away and did whatever. And I came back 10 minutes later and I thought, I took a deep breath. And like, I can do this. And I did it. And it's okay. And then I carried on and played some more. So... Something, something telling about walking away and coming back, and all of a sudden it's something. It becomes easy. You know, it's almost like you hit a wall sometimes, and you have to like, yeah, take a sure. step back, come back, and all of a sudden it just clicks. Yeah, and take a deep breath, and not, you know, it's that frustration. I think it's getting, you know, gets in your, you get in your own way. There's two things to it. One, I guess, is like I'm not, I refuse to let it beat me. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, I'll take a deep breath, but I'm coming back. I'm not done with you yet. Right, because I know it is a good game, and so half of me wanted to throw it out the window, cast it into the sun, but I'm not going to do that. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I'm sticking with that and playing that more. I've got a dirty secret to admit, though, too, is that I found a glitch on. I found a, a cheat online for how to glitch money in it. Oh, so I've done that. <laughs> so I basically had unlimited Molotovs and things like that, which oh, of course helps. You're not sure. so scrambling around for stuff and being so careful, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Like, well, it doesn't help you climb. It doesn't help <laughs> the climbing at all, right? And you're still easily getting overwhelmed, and and it you can't get over the fact that you have a stamina meter, right? So right. even if you have, you know, the most badass weapon there is, baseball bat with electric and bleeding capabilities or whatever it is. You can only take two or three swings before you're knackered. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So get the rebar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, so I just continue on that. It's pretty good. Metal Gear Solid Five is just unbelievable. Like I just can't walk away from that. I'm back again today playing more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got caught out a little bit by Bongo. I think when I was playing when I was on the podcast last week, I said I was seventy hours or 75, 80 hours, and then the next day I was at 90 hours, and Bongo called me out on it. But I am actually at over 90 hours now. (laughs) I checked up. Um, 50% completion. So there's still loads more to do. Such a massive game. Oh, it's unbelievable. And the thing is now, it's putting me me in these missions that are tough, right? They're really tough. Um, I think they're not compulsory, but I'm trying to do everything that it gives me. Every side up, everything. You know, I don't want to miss anything. So um, so it's just plodding along on that. And I'm getting now... But I've also... I noticed, which is making me smile, that I've reached a point where I've started to... Have you got this? I can't remember if you've got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not that far, though. Yeah. Well, you know how you research? You get your GP, right? And you can start to research weapons. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'll research a better trank gun or I'll research a better... Uh, sniper rifle or whatever but now i'm f- i'm deeper deeper into the game now i'm starting to research the really juicy stuff like i just spent four hundred thousand to research a bandana right so i'm gonna look badass <laughs> now in a bandana <laughs> and, I, 
and you know, four hundred thousand. It's only a matter of time before I'm researching things like clown outfits. <laughs> like I go into battle now and, and shoelaces. Quiet is completely decked out in silver, like she's just made of silver and things like that. So it's just going full mental on me, which is That's great. So, so it's it doesn't it just hasn't stopped being entertaining. And then nice. you're, you're still researching some really neat um, camos and weapons and things like that. I mean, I I am I'm trying to research as much stuff as I can. I'm constantly sending troops out on missions. So I have a healthy amount of money coming in all the time. Um, but there's just, um, I'm not making a dent in researching all the weapons. I haven't tried like, eight, I don't think I've tried like 80% of the weapons at least. That's insane. Yeah. So there's just, it's, there's no end to, to in sight, which is really, really odd, but great. Um, so I carry on with that and I've played the online as well, uh, which is good. And I've been doing some of the forward operating base stuff. So, I mean, it's just an unbelievable amount of content. Anyway, um, the other thing that dropped this week was Minecraft Story Mode by Telltale Games. It shall not die. It definitely will not (laughs) die. Um, So this is the Telltale Games for anyone who isn't familiar, however possible that is. Those people who did The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, which was one of my favorites. Uh, Borderlands, they've done. Which one am I missing? Uh, they did a Back to the Future. They did a Jurassic Park. Those are some of the earlier ones. Yeah. Episodics. Yeah, but the main ones uh, that are Game like of this Thrones. are like. Oh, what? Well, yeah, Game of Thrones. That's it. Game of Thrones. Thrones. Um, so they've that Minecraft one, they dropped the first episode of that this week. I was reading an article in Time magazine. They were reviewing it. God, this guy didn't like it. He really doesn't speak very highly of it. Um, I play. I didn't play it. My son played it. I sat down with him for the first sort of ten, twenty minutes, and watched him. It looks amazing. I mean, it's Minecraft all over. I had to walk away. It's not my cup of tea at all. It was really. I found it really just monotonous and not very engaging. But I'm okay with that. I'm I'm accepting of that because my son was absolutely infatuated with it, and he sat down and he finished it. And then I came back tonight and he was downstairs and he started it up and he was playing through the episode again. So I went down and I had a chat with him and I was interested and I said to him, you know, you know, basically I want to ask you your review about it. You know, did, did you like it? He said, yeah, he really liked it, enjoyed the characters. And I asked him how many marks out of 10 would he give it? And he said 100. And then <laughs> I was like, okay. And he said, well, but he didn't like the fact that he didn't get, he only got to control the guy five times during the episode so 99 out of 100 so yeah so he's <laughs> yeah obviously it's 100 out of 10 but there's some things he didn't like <laughs> but he really did like it you know and the characters were engaging to him um he was just i guess just fascinated by it so you know what do you what do we take from that is it hitting its target audience um, probably i guess I mean, I guess Minecraft is what you make of it. You know, like adults can play it as like a digital Lego and kids could have their own imagination adventure going on in it. And depending on the dialogue they put behind it, right? Because there's no dialogue in the game. It's just, you know, running around, not really talking to people. Yeah. But it depends on where the dialogue hits. You know, what story do you put behind the animation? Yeah. Oh, totally. And, then, and then I mean, that's probably what, what hits for the younger audience. 
I think so. I mean, I don't know how old your kids are. Are they whether they're into Minecraft and and whatever? A little bit. I mean, not you know. But not I mean, too crazy. my kids and almost you know these kids they're all watching Minecraft videos on YouTube. They're all yeah. watching videos of guys building, guys enacting scenarios with other people. They are all over it. I mean, they would watch that twenty four seven if they could. So this is, I think, perfect for them. You know. Um, so I, I, yeah, there you go. I mean, for me, no thanks. But it's not for me. I don't think they have a pretty big um, uh, voice actor cast too. Yeah, uh, what's his face? Pat, Patton Oswalt's in there. That's Brian right. Hussein. I don't know who. Uh, I, Patton Oswalt was the only name I recognized, but Paul Rubens. Oh yeah. Yep. He's in there. Okay. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know, I think kids great. Me, not so much. So there you it's go. got its audience. It, it, the name Minecraft's on it. It's going to do fine. It's going to do fine for sure. Yeah, I think. But if you, but to, but to, I mean, the guy from the Time article was saying, you know, it's just not engaging as a story or whatever. But mm. that's not what it's. I mean, it should be. I guess it's trying to. It's what it's what it's selling itself as. But I mean, it's not got something like The Wolf Among Us, which is an actual tremendous story you know rich in characters minecraft right. isn't that it just isn't that so it's uh, the opposite yeah it's trying to put a story into something that didn't have it in the first place yeah yeah and so really. i think i'll give him you know the time guy gave it two out of two out of five i thought that was a bit harsh um i would certainly think it's worthy of a three or a four from what i saw and from the reaction of my son so here you go um uh, and uh those uh those people who are familiar with Seth McNitt from the Boss Wave podcast will know that he went off to intern with a games company that released Skyshine's Bedlam. Um and Seth was working with them in the promotion of the the game. I think uh he's listed as an associate producer in the credits, which is pretty neat. Um nice. he, he threw me a copy, which was very kind of him. I've got a full disclosure here, Seth. I haven't quite got round to playing that much of the game yet. Um, but I have fired it up and started playing the start. It looks very slick from what I can see. Um, I sort of, I don't take no offense to this, John, but I wish uh, Steve was here and then I would be comparing it to 2000 AD, which he would be very familiar. Actually, you might be. You're a comic guy. Are you familiar with 2000 AD? Uh, a little bit. Not completely familiar, but yeah, I know. I know yeah. What it is. Well, going back, you know, I think... Um, Going back sort of twenty or thirty years, two thousand AD, this this would fit in well in that sort of universe and that sort of style. Okay. Um, so it seems really fleshed out, and the characters all seem pretty solid. But I just uh, it's turn based. Um, I struggled a little bit playing the first couple of levels, um, so I need to sit down and really give that a um, bit more time. But um, from what I've seen so far, it looks pretty cool. Um, nice. So yeah, people might want to check that out on Steam and and uh and take a look i'll certainly um try and get round to more of that i promise seth so uh and that's pretty much all i've been playing sir good deal <clears throat> um well there's a few things that i played obviously there's some things that i've still been playing like metal gear um trying to uh chip away at batman which is outstanding I just haven't finished it yet oh yeah um so those are some things i'm going on with i think i think batman is the one i have um as a priority to finish, get that out of the way, especially because there's so much stuff around the corner and already on our plates <laughs> that uh, to be able to kind of get through something, celebrate it a little bit, move on from it would be nice. Yes. Um, 
but a couple of there smaller... is joy in finishing a game for yes, sure. Yes, there is. There is. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of uh, fun Steam things I've been sitting in my library that I've been checking out. Um, one of them is Crypto the Necro Dancer, which is kind of a retro dungeon crawler meets rhythm game. So okay. when you're oh making... Necro Dancer, right? Okay. Yes. So when you're um, you move the air, use the arrow keys to move around. Um, but when you make your movements, you're kind of going to like, you know, you know, one square at a time. Um, you're trying to, you want to move to the beat. Otherwise you lose your combos and you can lose like, (laughs) you know, damage and stuff like that. Okay. This game looks extremely highly rated, overwhelmingly positive, lots of awards. It's really fun. It's, um, you know, it's not like, uh, you have to hit every single beat. You can pause in between kind of figure out what you want to do next, but it's, it's kind of more of, you know, you just want to be moving your character to the beat of, you know, the soundtrack that it's playing as you're going through the, the dungeons. Right. And then it's got the whole thing. Like you're finding loot, you know, stumbling upon enemies, finding secrets, upgrading your stuff. It says you can play um, with your own MP3s. Yeah. That's pretty so that's, cool. that's kind of cool too. Yeah. So that's a fun, fun little one, um, that you can just jump in and out of too. It's not like you have to you know, clear out the schedule to, <laughs> like, like a lot of games lately to jump in. Um, you know, so that's a good one. And they do a lot of other things. They have, they have like daily challenges. They have, um, you know, then they have like their story modes. There's a lot of different, different versions you can jump into. So highly recommended if you're into those things. Um, also started playing something that, uh, Fish has been praised in the past, but, uh, did you get it too? Darkest Dungeon? I saw you list that, and I had to remember it. I don't think I did. I'm going to just pull it up here and take another look at it, because I can't remember. Yeah, the Darkest Dungeon's really, really, really good. Um, it's it's like a mix of turn-based and side-scroller. It's got this really cool, almost oh, hand-drawn yeah. art, art style to it. Yeah, I played this. It was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It, the... Um, the atmosphere is really cool with it. It's um, it's got this narrator. Kind of reminds me of Bastion in a way. Right. You know, you got that. You know, that sort of like wise, deep voice that's kind of like talking you through the different things that are going on. But it's it's also a blend of like a roguelike too, um, and uh, it reminds me a lot of Rogue Legacy in a way because you your characters can have different traits or or there could be a spell from an enemy that bestows a different trait on them. You know, like fear or. You know, um, they could also just get like a big ego and like, you know, take treasure for themselves, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see someone just got selfish. Yeah. Yep. Cast upon themselves. Or... Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's really good. Um, the whole kind of premise of it is, you know, there's these dungeons beneath this mansion and you're trying to, you know, the whole, nar- the narrator himself is, is the first to fall during it. So it's almost like him telling the story. Right. Um, and you get more and more people you know, coming in from, you know, on these, uh, on these kind of horse and carriage that you can add to your, uh, your group, you can bring at the start, you can bring four people in at a time. And it's, it's roguelike because if you die, you know, you go back and you pick a new group of people or, you know, you can lose two or three characters and finish with one or two and add more to the list. You can, um, send them to different areas to upgrade them, upgrade weapons and all that stuff too. But it's basically kind of like, you know, you go to your base, you load out, you, you know, go into the dungeon, try to get to the, get to the end and then kind of continue through that way but um it's it's really good it's the soundtrack is cool the uh the narration is awesome um it's really really well done yeah i didn't play a lot of it i can remember i didn't play a lot of it but i was definitely singing its praises and i can't remember exactly why 
but I think it was just how well it was put together. It just seemed like a class act straight from the off. Yeah, it's cool stuff. And then like even some of the things, like if there's a trap or anything like that, how it zooms in on the character and it makes it like almost like a mini cutscene within. Um, it, it does a great job. Um, worth definitely worth checking out for sure. Um, but other than that, the only thing I played worth talking about is the Star Wars Battlefront beta. Pew pew. Yes. <laughs> I did not play the the Battlefront beta. How come? Um, I it just passed me by. I don't know why. I, how who was in it? How you got into it? I don't know. I just I, I didn't. Oh, you didn't have to do anything to get into it, did you? you didn't, all you had to do was download the seven gigabyte. Yeah, I think I suddenly you know, realized that like a day before it finished, and I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it went it went over this past weekend. Um, I I stopped playing it. Um, I think Saturday night was the last night I played it because I didn't want to. You you had three different game modes, one map for each one. So I, I didn't want to, I don't want to go stale on it. You know, okay. I mean, I know there's a bunch of other stuff that's going to unlock when it comes out, but I, I didn't want to have any sort of, yeah, I don't want to, like when it comes out, I want to be like, I don't want to play that map. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I wanted to get used to it. I wanted to, you know, so the level cap for the beta was five. So I hit that and then had a couple, then from there you can unlock more stuff, like more weapons and, and loadouts. But, um, it's, gorgeous um the the environments were insane like running around hoth running under an atat and jumping in a tie fighter and all that stuff was just insane did it um, did it tick a lot of star wars boxes for you it did it definitely did you, you kind of got you know i don't know it just it, it hit every hit struck every chord for that but um yeah in the hoth one that was 20 verse 20 um, and you just alternate whether you're, um, you know, on either side. And then, um, the way you would get things like the, uh, to become like Vader or to get into TIE fighters, there's little power-ups kind of strewn about that pop up every now and then. So it's kind of the right place at the right time, but you grab one and then usually hit the two shoulder buttons to, to trigger it. Um, and you get some time in an X-Wing or you get some time piloting an ATST, or you get some time, um, you know, firing the weapons from the ATAT and all that stuff. So you get to bounce all around, um, you know, or you just run around and, you know, the one thing to, to get used to is there's no reloading, right? Because they're blasters. Okay, right. <laughs> so, so you know, I found myself in the beginning with muscle memory, like feeling like, okay, I should reload now. And there's nothing that's going to happen. What yes. they do instead, what they do instead is there's a cooldown, So you could overheat the gun. Okay. So you're kind of, you're, you're kind of watching it, you know, you're, you're as the meter gets up and you kind of want to stop and, and let it cool down a little bit, which is fairly quick. Um, but the way they do the loadouts was nice too. Cause you know, in some games, especially in the past where it's like, you can be the close quarters guy and they give you a preset amount of weapons, like a, a shotgun and a pistol or something. And then, or you could be the long range guy, you know, this one is, they have these cards that you get and you can unlock more cards that have different things. And, and those three cards will be the weapons you want to use. So you pick whatever kind of blaster you want. You can pick like a, some sort of secondary and then you can pick almost like a perk. Like it's a, there's different grenades or um, a self shield, things like that. Um, so I found that was pretty interesting or the, you know, the jet pack, you know, you can do a quick boost up to something high and then it has to cool down as well. Right. Um, but I thought that was, that was a pretty cool take on, on having to do that. Um, but yeah, aside from Hoth, um, I can't remember what the other planet was on, but it's almost like a, um, almost like a control sort of map. So 
there'd be a um there'd be a a drop that comes down that you have to capture and then you have to uh defend it or re- capture it from the opposing team and that was i think 6v6 okay or, eight, or 8v8 maybe um on that one and that was pretty cool and then the other one was just survival so like a horde mode um and you could bring in you could go solo or bring in one person and you're just going through you know waves of enemies um i think people were talking pretty, cool. pretty highly of that it was good, and they gave you uh, six or seven waves out of the fifth. They're supposed to be fifteen waves. Okay. Um, but yeah, like wave two, it's just you versus an ATST, and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> okay. So it kind of put you in this cool, cool scenario, and they do a lot of stuff within there, like, um, you know, there, there's like uh, these little, I can't remember what they're called, but like they're almost like little gems. There's like five of them hidden, and if you find all five, it unlocks something. So it's it's more than just you know going through the waves. There's some some you know almost extra layers in each one but um yeah it was it was great it was a good time um they did extend it to like the rest of the day on monday or something too uh to do some extra testing but um you know the the beta wasn't for the gameplay the beta was just for the servers you know to to test the weight um and it was really polished it was really nice that's good so do you think they did sort of such an open release because they knew they've got it right I think so. I mean, there's a the lot cynic of these in on- me is coming out, right? Well, a lot of these online games do that. Like Evolve did it, right? Anything that's based on multiplayer, right? There's no, the only single player side is those survival modes. There's nothing else really single player. Um, everything else is is multiplayer and you know deathmatch and all that stuff. Um, so I th- I think they really needed to stress test it. I mean, Star Wars is. I mean, it's always been huge, but now it's on a huge upsurge, right? There's there's new generations or people who haven't, you know, checked out Star Wars before that are seeing what's coming up and it's new and now there's a game coming out and that it's kind of hard to, to just predict what what the, you know, what's going to be like, how what the weight of the servers is going to be. Yeah. So uh, the optimist in me <laughs> is thinking that uh, that's, that's the case. They wanted to just see how much they needed to prepare for. Um, I didn't have any issues with the multiplayer. The the first day it took a little while to get into a game, but then the next night it seemed like it that was a non-issue. I would get in no problem every time. Uh, it almost seemed like I had trouble connecting in that first night, but that's probably something that they were able to fix pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So pretty good. Pretty excited for that. Are you? Is that looking like a day one purchase? Yeah, I think so. I Ooh. think so. Yep. But there's so much coming. <laughs> there is. And we have Rise of the Tomb Raider, Fallout 4. Um, what else we got coming up? Yeah, Halo's on my radar because that's coming out, what, in two weeks? Yeah, you know, I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> and then Fallout 4 is on my radar. Tomb Raider, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a good game. I think they'll address a lot of the shortcomings that maybe we th- we thought there were in the first one, even though the first one was a tremendous game. Yeah. Um, but it's still, for some reason, it's not on my radar. I don't know why. I think it's one of those games I can wait. Like, I know I'll get to play it. I guess it so. Point. I mean, there's no... It's it's a single-player game, right? So it's not like you're... It's not like if you picked up Evolve today. <laughs> I'm sure right. nobody's really in that. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, but... Um, yeah, that's something where it doesn't matter, you know, where you play it. I mean, it might be one of those nice things to do, um, 
before the end of the year, if you want to include it in the uh, Game of the Year categories as a contender. But, you know, aside from that, though, there's really... It's a single-player game. It's not like you're going to miss anything. No, and I don't even know where the time's going to come. I mean... That I'm not too, right? too, I'm not too... We have a hard uh, enough time getting an hour down a week yeah. <laughs> for this. Oh, I know. Well, it's, yeah, Halo is not really on my radar. Halo's on my radar because of my son. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's all over that. So I think no matter what, that's going to somehow end up on the console. And I'll play it. I mean, if I'll, I'll, prob- I'll probably be excited, a, li- a little bit excited. God knows I have been for every Halo there's been. So I don't see this, how... This is the first one where I'm... Well, I almost say Halo 4 was... Hot and cold. I, I never finished it, although I have it again with the Master Chief Collection. But how could you not um, finish that? How could you not finish a Halo campaign? That's a good question. Oh, I was borrowing it. That's one of them. <laughs> okay, I didn't actually own right. the copy. Ah, right. Almost, okay, almost like one right. of your almost like one of your library things. Got to yeah. bring it back. All right. Well, yeah, I can forgive <laughs> you for that. They're not exactly stressful campaigns to finish. No, mean. no. I think it was just like you know, I can't remember what it was, but then I just had to, I had to hand it back or something, and then um. I mean, I have it again now, you know, with, with the Master Chief collection, but now again, it's at that point where when you have something a little older, you're a little less likely to pick it up again when there's all this other stuff in front of you, you know? I think with the Halos, though, if you could co-op that and you can co-op the campaigns, that's fun. Yeah. It's a fun way sure, to, to forge I'm sure it's them. mostly fixed, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. <laughs> so We'll check with Fish. I think he, he's uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of that one. Yeah. So it was, yeah. And then Fallout 4 is a big one. But there's Fallout 4, that's going to be a big time sink. If that bites like I think it's going to. Well, that's like that's like me in, in, in Metal Gear right now. I'm like, I, I know there's no way I'm going to finish this before the end of the year. But, you know, th- this is a game that I'm going to be playing for a while. That's <laughs> basically my thought for that one. You will be playing that. If you are, have intent on trying to get towards the end of Metal Gear, you will be playing that for a while, for sure. Yeah. And I do, I do want to get through them. That, that'll be sitting on my uh, my hard drive for some time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll be talking about it in like April of next year. Still, I could well be talking about this this game for the next five years. By the sounds of it, we'll <laughs> see. So, okay. Like I've made the dog gold. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's white right now. I think he was colored like a fox the other day. So. <laughs> nice. Anything cool. else? Mm, nothing. No, I don't think there's anything else. I cover what's on my list. I'm just trying to think of anything else I missed. I don't think so. It's been a few weeks, but um, other than that, more of the same. Obviously, it's a Destiny and stuff like that. Right. Are you playing Taken uh, King? I am. I the only thing I really haven't done. There's so it's pretty cool. They've peppered in a lot of a lot of story stuff. You know, like they have the main story missions that I've gone through. You know, I did that like really early, but then they have these other things that pop up here and there, which is nice. That's that's pretty cool. It's almost like it's it's still like a, a living world. It's not like you finished it and you're just kind of walking around with nothing, you know, not, no missions on your plate. But um, yeah, there's a lot of other things that pop up here and there. But uh, I haven't done the raid yet. Um, they're doing the Iron Banner thing this week, which is the that like you know once a month, you know, week long multiplayer challenge where there's a lot of unlocks and stuff like that. Right. Um, which a lot of people will go through to get. Actually, I did it. I played it for the past couple of days and snagged the uh, the cloak that has the wolf's head as the the hood, which is pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, but See, yeah, it's all like about that. the accessories. It's like I got the. I'm all about the bandana. You've got the wolf hat. 
Well, that's what it is. Any game, like the, you know, people are like, oh, it's cosmetics are just extra. But then once you're in it, you're like, no, that's going to make me look so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously if there's good perks with it too. But um, yeah, no, I mean, Destiny's good. I, I am at the point though, again, like where it's just jumping on here and there to do the couple things. It's not like it's the one thing you're playing, you know, um, which I actually enjoy. You know, it's nice to like when they have new content come out, it's fun to play it and go through it, you know, but then it's also nice to just be like, you know, okay, let me just do those couple things I want to do in this game and then I can continue finishing Batman or something like that, you know. Um, and I'm, I imagine this is kind of a, a World of Warcraft is like between expansions, right? It's here's the new content, go through it and then kind of maintain your stuff and right. wait for the next thing. So, um they did have a little thing recently about microtransactions that they just announced, um, but they're doing it the right way where it's not like, hey, this will help you, you know, it doesn't really help you progress at all. It's really all cosmetic. Like, it's um, it's the emotes, so it's like different dances or taunts and stuff like that that you make your character do. Right. You know, like you can make your character dance or point and stuff like that, so there's some new ones that you can get, um, and it costs this new currency in there called silver. Um which they give everybody 400 silver to start and majority of everything is 200. So it gets people a couple new emotes for, for free. And then after that, if somebody wants to buy them, they can, but it doesn't affect anything. You know, it's not like it makes them better at, you know, multiplayer or doing the raid, which is nice. So and as long as they keep it that way, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. um, what's cool is they did mention, they still have some more content coming for taking King that hasn't been rolled out yet. And, um, Things like this will actually help fund it, you know, to help them put more content into it uh, without having to charge for DLC. Okay. You know? But it, they haven't really confirmed or not, but it seems like this might be the last little bit until Destiny 2 is what some people are saying. There's not any more big expansions. There'll be some single-player content peppered through or, or you know, uh, story content peppered through, but I don't know. To be determined. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I keep thinking it's Destiny 2, but it's not. I haven't got my head quite wrapped around it, but there yeah, we go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an expansion, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like, then sort of like Diablo, uh, that Diablo 3 had that expansion, right? Right, Reaper of Souls. Yes. Yep, brought a new act. Right. Exactly like that. Yeah, um, yeah so I mean, if you think about it, it was, you had Vanilla Destiny, then you had, I mean, the other ones, they don't, they, I guess you, they do kind of call them expansions, but... Um, it would be um, uh, Crota's End and uh, House of Wolves, and then it was Taken King. But Taken King was the only one to really brand itself, like on the splash screen when you load it up and, and on the game and everything. Because so, I think that was the big one that they were leading up to. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. If I fire up my PS4, it has all the, the home screen, has all the, the applications that I would use. So like Dying Light is on there and then it's Netflix and PlayStation Store and all this sort of stuff. But on there is the Taken King has been on there for like the last week. It's like, I don't even play that. And so somewhere along the line, they either screwed up and I was using my inverted commas there. You know, oh, we accidentally screwed up and have put the, because you press it and it like takes you to the store page, right? Right. But it's not, it shouldn't be on that. It shouldn't be on my starting page at all. Well, there, a lot of people are saying that apparently Destiny is pre-installed on some on the Playstations. I am not. There's like a article that came out earlier this week or last week that said Destiny may already be pre-installed on your PS4 even if you haven't bought it before. 
That's interesting. Uh-huh. Hmm. I'll have to investigate that further. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really look into it too much since I don't have a PS4. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. Next article. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. And I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of articles, yes. should we go to the news? Okay. Bram. This is a great piece of news. The original news. Dun, 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 dun. I had some news. Bad news. Breaking new ground. I got a few news pieces. Press the left trigger to see the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> this just in. Yes. News. News. What is the news? <laughs> um, news from Japan. News from Japan. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that's good now what I am going to do I'm going to remember to do like here's going to behind the screen this is behind the scenes here I'm going to actually mark down where we are in the time so I remember where to put the news jingles in it's always a good thing to do instead of finding yourself scrubbing it's really slow it's a like... nightmare trying to find where to put everything in so inside baseball oh hang on okay right uh, news I think I've got this I've got this uh, yeah, you got one um, well, I've got this. I say I've yeah, got this. I just I just grabbed this as a piece of news. Nintendo, Google, and Pokemon Company invest $20 million in Pokemon Go developer. So there's a company called Niantic Labs um, who are the recently announced developers of Pokemon Go are getting some huge investments from Nintendo, Google, and the Pokemon Company. And all in all, they're putting $20 million into Niantic to help them grow and support. It says Low budge. Some- yeah, well, it says support its games, but I mean, let's be honest here. I think it's going to be just supporting the main game, which is Pokemon Go. Um, now, I'm not I'm not too familiar with this. Are you aware of Pokemon Go? No, not really. Okay, so never, I did... never been a never been a, a Pokemon guy. No, I wasn't either at all. It all was way. I was just so not in touch with all that going on. Uh, but. This seems to be some sort of new Pokemon game where there actually is a wearable device that uses Bluetooth um, to to let you know that you like. I think you wear like a Pokeball or whatever, oh, wow. and it uses Bluetooth connection to something. I don't know what, and it will light up and rumble when there's a Pokemon nearby that you need to capture. Really um, doesn't sound like a kid's game. Hey, huh? it doesn't sound <laughs> like a, I don't wearing know. a Pokeball. Uh, <laughs> It's something vibrating in my pocket. Um, and it says it's free to play, but it's but supported with in-app purchases. Of course, there's got to be some sort of yeah. revenue. Anyway, um, it sounds interesting. You know, it just sort of caught my eye there, and I don't know what it is, but it's, it could be part of my world with kids again, right? You know, we sure. talk about the kids. I don't know. So it's, it doesn't hurt. First of all, it doesn't hurt to know about Pokemon Go. And second of all, as someone was pointing out on another podcast today, is another podcast the other day is, let us not forget the Juggernaut Yokai watch is supposed to be coming too. Our favorite. Right. That's true. Um, you know, which is in Japan the biggest thing since Pokemon. Um, so that's on its way. So it'll be interesting to see these things turn up and where they sort of fit in um, with my kids or maybe even with me. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's coming. Uh, the other piece of news, I'm jump back screens. Oh, this next one's yours. Yep, I have. Um, so I put this on here just because I know you've been playing this. But uh, Dying Light has uh, put a release window for their next expansion called The Following, um, which looks like it's going to be in 2016. Um, for uh, well, it's going to be included in the season pass, but 14.99 for people who don't have the season pass. Um, It'll be first quarter of 2016. 
Um, they didn't go too far into what it's going to include, but they said it'll be feature heavy and story based. Uh, and there's going to be things like dune buggies okay. that you can drive inside of there. So I don't know. Is that something you think you'll be going with? I don't think so. In all you have to honesty, climb into the dune buggy. Well, the first thing is, <laughs> I'm really not a fan of DLC. I can't yeah. really think of anything. I but the only DLC that comes to mind that I bought was the DLC for the Evil Within, and I've never okay. played it. And I sort of am one of those people. I find when I get to the end of a game, that's it. I'm done. I don't feel a need to fire it back up and play any DLC that's going to make it refreshing and new. Although I don't doubt that, that that it does that and does it very well for some games. It's not really something I've ever been... You know, it's not really something I've ever done. Never say never, though. Right. But Very true. Um, but Dying Light, I doubt it. I've got a feeling I'm going to be fed up with Dying Light soon. I like it. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from how solid I think it is and how good. But... Yeah, and I, I mean, I loved, I loved um, Shadow Mordor, but I didn't do any of the extra stuff. You know, I, no. I was, I was content with yeah. putting a bow on the the vanilla version and calling it a di- calling it a di- absolutely. Yeah. By the time I'd got to the end of Mordor, I was like, sweet, done that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did I enjoy my time with it? Yes. Do I need any more? No. Nope. I could have definitely have finished it a few hours did before. I, did I need more room on my hard drive? Yes. <laughs> That's right. Have you expanded your? Have you put a hard drive extension on your Xbox? Not yet. I've 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 looked around, but not yet. I've I've been okay with kind of having. I've always had enough room for the one thing I wanted every time. Yeah. <laughs> for, for whatever the case, I've been I've been just like one step away from being maxed out every time. But uh, so far, so good. But I've been I've been thinking about it. It's just it's funny because if you look at the ones that they brand, they're like, hey, here's the Xbox One hard drive. It's always like twice as much as just getting a normal hard drive that works just fine yeah yeah but they put xbox one in their box yeah no i saw that it'd be like a western digital i'm like this is the same thing as the passport no yeah that's the thing i got the passport i think it was the one i put on there two terabyte mm-hmm. it's great man there's more space than i know what to do with like i have just awesome. little, just tons of stuff on there it's great not even like a, a maybe a third full so that's really good that works um, yeah that's something i'm thinking about just takes the pressure off right Right. Yeah, because then you're like, hey, this is coming out. Wait. I'm like, oh, I'm not done with that game, and I don't have anything else to delete. <laughs> yeah, well, the big the problem I had was not so much that um, was using up my bandwidth for the month from my service provider, because, you know, I think I've got 400 gig a month, which, you know, I, maybe I'm living in the Stone Age up here compared to some people, but it is what it is. Um, right. And all it takes is a couple of games, and... and uh, you know, and and a hundred or one hundred and fifty gig can be gone in in a in the blink of an eye, um, and then on top of that, we're we don't have cable. We only watch Netflix. So I'm on. You know, I'm up there. We're the same. You know, so um, if I could put one thing on my wish list for all of these consoles is scheduled downloads. Like, let me put in a time on my console when I say, hey, you know what? Between two and eight eight a.m., download anything you want. Because I get free unlimited downloads during the night, right? Oh, that's awesome. It would be if I could use them. I just don't get yeah. up at two in the morning to set things in motion. It just doesn't happen, <laughs> right? And there have right. been people posting online going, oh, there's a workaround. Yeah, you just need to write this script for your router. Uh, no. Last time I 
did anything with my router. I ended up on, uh, you know, on the phone to a technical helpline for three hours. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, oh, next one is yours. Yep. So uh, just threw in here, uh, Blizzard's Overwatch is going into public beta on October 27th. Um, but this is their sort of new IP that they announced last year at, I think that's at BlizzCon, right? Um, but it's their first-person multiplayer game. Um, was this the one uh, that was cartoony? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, okay, so we all talked pretty highly of this when we saw it before. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because I, I remember when they were saying, when they announced it, they were like, you know, at least the beta was going to be out sooner than you think, but this doesn't feel sooner than I think because it's almost a year later. Yeah. Um, to me, I'm like, oh, yep, as I expected. <laughs> Um, I would assume I, at this point, I thought they were saying that the beta would have been in like March of this year. And then, you know, maybe the game would be going live at this point, but, uh, it still could be pretty soon. You know, if it's a public beta this month, that means they've already had some closed doors betas and things like that. So, and it looked well on its way when they, when they, uh, announced it. So, um, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the feedback from people who've been able to play it have, has been great too. So, yeah. But yep, so everybody will be able to jump in in a couple of weeks. So good. That's good. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. It had definitely dropped off my radar, but I think I got confused with that in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm is out. Um, I know that, yeah. I think I think they were sort of released around about the same time. They were sort of all coming out, I think. Or Overwatch was announced, and then Heroes of the Storm landed. Yeah, Heroes of Storm has been in was in beta for a while. You know, it was it was in beta like during BlizzCon, but then when you know when they announced uh, Overwatch, they said that Heroes was going to be full release like a couple months later, and it was. I see. Um, I added in a new section here called Media, only because I had two things that were in the media. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, the first official movie trailer has come out. Did you watch this? No, I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of the Ratchet and Clank stuff for the movie before? Not for the movie, no. Yeah, okay. Uh, it looks like cutscenes from Ratchet and Clank. Hmm. I mean, it's Ratchet and Clank in movie form. Um, I, th I watched the trailer. I thought it looked... Oh, I'm not interested <laughs> at all. At all. Um, but, I mean, kids might enjoy it from what I saw. Didn't look as though it had any depth to it, but there you go. Um, looks you know pretty faithful. All the characters seem to be using the same voices and stuff. It's like a Minecraft story mode. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's that bad. We'll see. <laughs> oh, bad <laughs> for a, from a dad point of view. Um, sure. Yeah, you know what? No, I just I can see when you see stuff for Pixar or some you know Disney stuff or whatever like that. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna have to take my kids to that, but it's not so bad. Like I'll go. I'll I can sit through this. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just watched Inside Out yesterday. Yeah. That was a great movie. Well, there you go. Um, so This Ratchet & Clank looks more like, you know what, I don't, I'm not interested. I enjoy playing the games. I really don't want to watch a movie about it. So, but I don't know. It might be here. I think what will be interesting to see if it, it'll be interesting to see if it's a success. You're just uh, waiting for the part where you can pick up the controller. <laughs> that's probably what I'd want to do, yeah. Um, and then they've also said that there's a new animated film based on the Resident Evil franchise. It's supposed to be coming out in around about 2017. Huh. Um, I think that's more a rumor than, than based in absolute fact. 
Um, but I'm sort of hoping that that one's true. I'm not interested in the Resident Evil films that have been out, the live action films. Yeah, but, I'd be curious to see what what type of animation style they go with too. Yeah, if they were more, if they were quite true to the sort of like four and six, well, maybe mm-hmm. four or five ends. Actually, the anim, you know, for four, five, and six are all pretty um, similar style. You could uh, throw us a loop and do like a old school Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, that I'd be interested in. I, yeah. I, 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 no, but I, that, the Resident Evil, I'd be in, be be interested in, in that. I think I'd enjoy watching that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah. they've you know, they've had their sort of ho hum live action movies for a while, but yeah. But I enjoy that the the games like and the cutscenes in the games and that sort of stuff. So it'll be cool. I think that would be neat. So um, yeah, and that's uh, that's it. The news. The news. Good deal. All right, charts. Sure. sure. I've put the West in for your viewing pleasure. I didn't put the uh, Japanese in because it would enable me having to type it all out. So I've got it on a web page. Fair enough. All right, I can do the. Uh, obviously, I can do the West because okay. I can't read. I can't read your paper from no, here. No. All right. Cue <laughs> the chart music. All right. Coming in at number ten is Rock Band Four. It's back. It is. Coming at number nine is NBA 2K16. Ball on a hoop. Coming at number <laughs> bouncy ball 2K16. Coming at number eight is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I've heard of that. Coming in at number seven is Animal Crossing: Happy Home Designer. Coming at number six is GTAV. Coming in at number five is Forza Motorsport Six: Turny Turny Driving Circles. Yes. Coming in number four is Lego Dimensions, which is kind of intriguing. And expensive. <laughs> yes. Yep. Very. Uh, coming in number three is Fraser's favorite, Destiny of the Taken King. Mm-hmm. Number two is Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection. Uh, pretty nice bundle they have there, too, for the PS4. All three games with, uh, with the PS4 for 350 350 $350 American for a PS4 bundle that includes oh, all three. I'm with you. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. But uh, coming in at number one is FIFA 16. Nice. <laughs> and that is the charts for the West. Okay. Very good. Okay. The charts for the East and these, I had to do a Google translate on this. So it actually did a pretty good job. So here we go. Uh, at number 10, here's something that I would be a hundred percent behind uh, is Shape New Discovery Picross 3D2. Love me, <laughs> I love me some Picross. Uh, that's for the 3DS. Uh, nice. At number nine is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Ultra for the 3DS. At number eight, come on, Yo-Kai Watch. No, mm. come on. Where would I need a pause and you could say it? Minecraft. No. FIFA? Yes, well done. (laughs) FIFA for the PlayStation 3. At number 7, it's Professional Baseball Famasuta Returns for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, And on a baseball note as well, the Toronto Blue Jays won their first um, playoff series. So they're progressing through to the next round, so that's good. 
cool. at number six is Super Mario Manufacturer for the Wii U. At number five is the Uncharted Collection for the PlayStation would that be, 4. Would that be the Mario Maker? It would, but the Google Translate has made it Super Mario Manufacturer. It's a classy name for it. It is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, number five, Uncharted Collection for the PS4. Um, at number four for the PlayStation 4 is Winning Eleven 2016, also known as Pez. <laughs> at number three is Tokyo Xanadu Limited Edition. That's for the Vita. Uh, at number two for the PlayStation 4. FIFA. Correct. <laughs> and at number one uh, is Pez 2016 for the PlayStation 3. That is your East charts. Nice. Japan. They like they like their uh, their footy. They do. Um, just not. I mean, actually, this is a good good page. This it goes all the way down to number twenty. Um, honorable mentions at number twelve is Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> and at number thirteen, Separatoon. Separatoon. There you one. go. Uh, and no, mi- no Minecraft. Anywhere. That's interesting. In our charts this week. Could that be a hmm. first? It could be. Interesting. It'll be back tomorrow, or tomorrow, next week. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> or will. tomorrow, who knows? Yep. Okay, that Good is deal. your charts. Charted. Consider us uncharted. Hey, oh, look at you. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, cool, community. Uh, okay, should I just run through this community then? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, there's not really much to say on the community except for I just grabbed people who've said stuff on Twitter and give us retweets and things like that, or anyone who's interacted with us. So Wyatt May, uh, friend of big friend of the show, Chris Jellyman, Jonesy, Kyle Adams, Raging Pacifist, Andy Godoy, Jibber, Dwayne, uh, Daniel Silva, and a big shout out to Pilch Reed, who seemed to be making uh, some noises about the end music on podcast this week he seemed to i think he had a problem with having to sit and listen to uh, a full song at the end of podcasts because it was raining but it's the end you don't have to you can just turn it off well this was the thing it seemed to come out in the wash was that he was working outside and he'd have to take his gloves off or something and then dig it oh, out right yeah okay that makes sense so there you go but anyway um we're not yeah. changing we've got more death threats when we, when we shortened it yeah right <laughs> Um, yeah so thanks very much obviously thanks to everyone who keeps listening we appreciate it um, and for putting up with our changing lineups every week yeah it'll even out I'm sure at some point maybe next year yeah don't count on it <laughs> we're coming up on holidays it just gets busier um, but yeah well that'll do it um, as always of course thanks for listening you can catch us on gamepunchers.com on twitter we are at gamepunchers_pod. I'm at John Valley. I am at Fraser Moo. You can get Steve at Chambango and Fish at the Jesus Fish. Or the Jesus Fish. The Jesus Fish. <laughs> um, what am I missing? We're on iTunes. Uh, I think we're still on Stitcher. Don't say it. it. Gotta get Ooh, out of the habit of saying that. I know. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> you can find it. You know what? Just look us up. There you go. You'll find us. You can see your starting point is GamePunchers.com. You can work it all out from there. Yep. You can even find some of our lovely friends of the shows, like Veteran Gamers, Boss Wave, Same Coin. Yep, all of them doing Sterling service. Yep, all the good ones. 
Um, and I think that's it. All right. It's been a while. If you'd like to send us an email, it is podcast at gamepunchers.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. <laughs> gamepunchers.com. Um, you idiot. Until... <laughs> Um, we've gotten some reviews and ratings on iTunes from some of you guys, so thank you so much. That's That means a lot to us uh, that you care and listen enough to take a few seconds to do that. Uh, it does help. Uh, Fish has gone through the whole thing before, but as you leave a review, it bumps us up in uh, in the ratings there so we can get some more eyeballs on us. Eyeballs on our audio, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. No ears. Um, no ears. Um so much appreciated, of course, and uh, as well as the interactions on Twitter and, and the emails we get every now and then. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, most likely until next week, <laughs> things have been a little hairy lately, obviously, but we will do what we can. Uh, keep an eye on the Twitters. Um, as of right now, still Wednesday. But until then, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> wizard. <laughs>